Good afternoon, good evening, and thank you guys once again for joining the 980s podcast hosted by yours truly, Kevin Thompson, founder and CEO of 980s Capital Group. Thank you guys for joining us. As I always say, subscribe to the channel. As I always say, go and get my book, MLB to CFP, live on Apple Books. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at 9innings at 9icapgroup.com. Send in your questions. Go to the website, 9innings.com if you want to schedule an appointment and have conversations about retirement planning. And you can stay on our YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button down in the left-hand corner there, and subscribe to the channel to get notifications of our new podcasts that come out, hopefully on a weekly basis. Also, you can go to iTunes or SoundCloud and type in 980s Capital Group there and listen to our past podcasts. So today we're here to talk about the overall impact in the, in the overall economy going on right now with you and your money. I know there's a lot of volatility, a lot of information being set out right now. So we're here just to kind of parse through that information and kind of really give you a, a real deep dive on how this impacts the overall economy with the Russian and Ukraine invasion. Let's get it. So let's just kind of break this information down. Let's just start from the beginning. So we know that Russia has now um, infiltrated Ukraine. Like I mentioned on previous uh, podcasts before, uh, Donetsk and Luhansk were the original regions that Russia was trying to infiltrate because there's a, there's a power grab there in the Donbas region. Now they've actually gotten more into the country to, the, to Kiev and, and a lot of the major cities there to try to take over the entire country. So now we have issued sanctions here in the Western countries, sanctions across the globe, uh, people denouncing uh, Putin and Putin's um, actions and, and causing a lot of angst or problems in his own economy. So let's just start with what we're feeling here in the United States. First and foremost, I'm going to say prayers go out to the Ukrainian people, and we want to make sure that they are okay and, and hope this ends in a, in a, in a peaceful manner. So how is this impacting us globally? Well, let's just start with energy prices. Here at 90s Capital Group, we do understand that energy prices have gone up. Commodities have gone up across the globe. We do feel that that's going to continue to be firm moving forward in the, in the near term. But what you're seeing in the market right now is what we call a backwardation. Backwardation is a, is a finance term, meaning that the spot price of the commodity, whether it be oil, natural gas, wheat, what have you, is actually higher than the futures price. So people are actually pricing in lower prices for future, for future commodities than they are for the spot price right now in oil. That doesn't mean oil is not going to go higher. I, I actually believe that oil, especially Brent crude and WTI, will go higher. It absolutely will go higher. But what does that mean? Well, oil prices... Going higher is a major detriment to the overall economy. Why is that? Because transportation costs. Once you get those goods and services on those ships, on those vessels, what happens? Well, they're powered by oil. They're powered by gas. They're powered by natural, natural gas and things like that. So there's a higher cost in regards to the input. That higher cost goes to the shipping cost. And then, the, of course, the tariffs and things like that that are put onto these new uh, supplies and when you move those supplies from one place to the other those prices fall onto the end consumer 
Therefore, it is what we know as inflation. It is inflationary. So therefore, all the prices of your goods and services will go higher. All your prices in regards to not only just groceries, gas at the pump, all these things will end up going higher, which means what? Lower dollars to put back into the economy in regards to consumption. So when there's lower money going back into the economy in regards to consumption, you're seeing asset prices, especially in the stock market, come down. So there's lower discretionary spending. So let's talk about why oil prices moving higher outside of just transportation and higher costs is impactful. Well, if you look at the region, the Europe, let's start, start with Europe. According to Bloomberg, I'm going to pull this up on my phone so I don't get it wrong. According to Bloomberg, the majority of the gas, the dependence, and we'll just talk about EU or the European Union dependence on Russian gas. Finland, 94% dependent on Russian natural gas. Germany, 49% dependent on Russian natural gas. Italy, 46% dependent on 46% dependent on Russian natural gas. Poland, 40%. The EU average is roughly around 32%, and France is 24%. So why is that important? Europe, Europe right now can't just say, okay, we don't want to take any more Russian oil. We don't want to take any more Russian natural gas. You, get, you can't just turn it off that quickly because it's hard to have another supplier come in over the top and fill up that missing bucket. It just doesn't work like that. So Putin knows that he has an overall advantage in this current environment because a majority of the EU is tied to his economy. <clears throat> Why is that important? It's important for a couple of reasons because if there's no other players coming in over the top, Putin holds the ace of spades. Until EU can remove their their um their need for gas and oil from russia they are tied to their economy so that's part one part two we talked about inflation previously inflationary pressures could definitely be a detriment in the overall global economy with rising gas especially in the gas market we're seeing our energy bills skyrocket especially in the winter months Luckily, it's about, to get, it's about to get warmer outside. So what that means is that there's less use of gas in regards to my household. But that also means that, hey, guess what? We have high energy bills coming in the future, especially when, well, luckily, I've, I, I've locked in my rate here with power to choose in Texas. But especially with uh, gas and energy prices going higher, if you haven't locked in your, your bill here with energy to choose, I would say you do that immediately. However, let's just say hypothetically you are one of those people that are doing something like a month to month or something like that in regards to the Texas energy grid. You're going to see higher, much, much higher energy costs here in the, in, in the coming months. So it's important to understand that these inflationary pressures that you're feeling right now are not going to go away anytime soon. So how do you combat those inflationary pressures? Well, we, are, we know here with markets historically, and this is what they're going to tell you, historically, equity investment is the best hedge against inflationary pressures. Why do we say that? Because over time, if you look at the S&P 500, 
as it has grown over the last 15, 20, 30 years, it has outpaced inflation. We know one thing that will not outpace inflation is cash. So if, you're not, if you have money sitting in cash right now and inflation being around five, six, seven percent, you're losing three or four percent every single month, every single year. It's a negative asset class at this present time. You are losing dollars in cash at this present time. So Kevin, if I'm losing money in cash right now, where should I put it? Well, I'm always a proponent of having cash because cash is king, but there's also good spots to put it in regards to just maybe getting a little bit of a higher rate of return. And of course, there's high yield savings out there, even though that's not going to answer, answer your question. There's also things like I-bonds and, and that, that are issued by the, by the federal government, but there's a limit on how, how much you can buy there. So there's things that you can do in regards to, or of course, equity investments. But then, of course, you can lose money in the equity markets if the equity markets do go down. Why do I say equity markets may go down? Well, if, like, I like I said before, if you have higher input prices, there's less discretionary spending to go out and buy that new computer or new phone because you have to spend more of those dollars taking care of higher prices of goods and services. So we talked about inflation. We talked about the EU in regards to their exposure to the Russian, um, to Russian natural gas. And we also talked about how we can actually head some of that out, whether that be buying equities, because we do know what with equities over the long term, and you know, our philosophy here being diversified across multiple asset classes, international, emerging, U.S. domestic, large cap, small cap, mid cap, value. It's important to have that exposure because we don't know which of these is going to outperform any given year. But what we do know is that some of them will outperform any given year. And we want to be at least having some type of exposure to one or two or three of those asset classes to make sure we're getting maximum, maximizing our returns. Our philosophy is getting as much return per level of risk that you're willing to take modern portfolio theory, but also understanding that volatility exists, right? Volatility exists. As you guys know, I'm a huge proponent of the guide to the markets from, from JP Morgan. So I always like to bring out that chart. Bring out the chart that, that, that chart that starts at 1980. The chart that starts at 1980 and talks about normal volatility. Are we talking about normal volatility right now? I would say yes. So let me go ahead and download this guide and get you guys to the point of where I'm trying to get to right now. The point I'm trying to make here, with, especially with the guide to the markets, is that volatility is here and it has always been here. During my last call with you, my last podcast, we talked about volatility. We talked about the 1979 oil embargo. We talked about 1990, or 1980 to 1988, the Iran-Iraq issue, the war there. We talked about all the different wars, the, the Operation Desert Storm, all of these different wars that have taken place. We've talked about a lot of different things. And what do we know that's happened during these times? The market continued to move higher. The market continued to move higher. So what I want to do now is kind of take a little bit. Oops, nope, that's not it. Give me one second. I want to go here and talk to you guys a little bit about 
Understanding volatility. Since 1980, the market has averaged 14% peak to trough declines. I know you, probably, you guys probably get tired of me saying this over and over again, but this is the reality. The markets have, 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 have seen 14% peak to trough declines since 1980. We've had multiple wars during this time. We've had, like I said before, between 1980 and 1988, high energy costs, high oil prices. We had October 19th, that huge decline, 1987, Black Monday. We've had a lot of different spats of, spouts of volatility, but what do we know? What is, is evident in this chart? What's evident is that the market has been up over 70% of the time in the positive trajectory. Whether it be 5, 10, 15% intra-year declines, which is normal in regards to the overall markets, it's, 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 it's good to understand longer-term time horizons with annual returns. Yes, we're going to have negative returns in any given year. Every year, actually. Every single year, you've seen a negative number on this chart. But what you also need to know is that 32 of the last 42 years have been positive. So please take that as a volatility metric and understanding that markets will be volatile. This too shall pass. Even with the 30, in 2020, we had a 34% decline in March. This too shall pass. Volatility is not your enemy. Volatility is our friend. We need to remain focused on the long term to have longer term wealth. Thank you guys for listening to the 980s podcast. I hope this has been a valuable use of your time. Again, Russia, Ukraine, inflationary pressures. We do believe that oil prices will, it probably will firm. They will most likely go higher. As of today's print, I believe it was like 112 on WTI, 120 on Brent, and it came back down. But we do really believe that oil prices, there's a possibility they could hit $150 a barrel. However, we know over time, those prices will come back down to more normal range. The, only, the issue that we are concerned about here is that can our economies coming out of a pandemic withstand an inflationary environment that does not push us into a recession, does not push us into a deflationary environment, or even worse, a stagflationary environment. Thank you guys once again for joining us on the 90s podcast. Thank you guys for just being here and listening to me talk and giving you guys a little bit of education. As all, like I said before, subscribe to the channel. Like I always say, go and get my book, MLB to CFP, because you know we're here to do what? Educate, empower, and engage. And that's what we're here to do today. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, go to 90s at 9icapgroup.com. Send us an email and we'll get back to you. Toot sweet. Stay humble. Stay safe. Our prayers go out to the Ukrainian people. Hopefully this ends in a peaceful manner and God bless.